The epistle for the 16th Sunday after Pentecost is taken from St. Paul's epistle to the Ephesians, chapter 3. Brethren, I pray you not to faint in my tribulations for you, which are your glory. For this cause I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom all paternity in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened by his Spirit with might unto the inward man, that Christ may dwell by faith in your hearts that being rooted and founded in charity, you may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, to know also the charity of Christ, which surpasseth all knowledge, that you may be filled unto all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do all things more abundantly than we seek or understand, according to the power that worketh in us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus unto all generations, world without end. Amen. And the Holy Gospel <clears throat> is taken from the Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 14. At that time when Jesus went into the house of one of the chiefs of the Pharisees on the Sabbath day to eat bread, they watched him. And behold, there was a certain man before him that had the dropsy. And Jesus, answering, spoke to the lawyers and Pharisees, saying, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath day? But they held their peace, but he, taking him, healed him and sent him away. And answering them, he said, Which of you shall have an ass or an ox fall into a pit and will not immediately draw him out on that Sabbath day? And they could not answer him to these things. And he spoke a parable to them that were invited, marking how they chose the first seats at the table, saying to them, when thou art invited to a wedding, sit not down in the first place, lest perhaps one more honorable than thou be invited by him. And he that invited thee and him come and say to thee, Give this man place. And then thou begin with shame to take the lowest place. But when thou art invited, go sit down in the lowest place, that when he who invited thee cometh, he may say to thee, Friend, go up higher. Then shalt thou have glory before them that sit at table with thee, because every one that exalteth himself shall be humbled, and he that humbleth himself shall be exalted. Thus far the words of today's Holy Gospel. <clears throat> to know also the charity of Christ, which surpasseth all knowledge. Words taken from today's epistle, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. My dear friends, a certain priest of the Franciscan order, writing in the 1950s, related a true story that took place in the wake of the Second World War. The story is about a very well-to-do, well-dressed woman, a policeman, and a diamond ring. The priest thus wrote, Some years ago on a New York City street, a woman dressed in the latest fashion was seen kneeling on one knee beside a gutter with her arm bared and to the elbow searching for something in the mud and the mire. She was distraught, she was weeping, even as a crowd began to gather around her. 
And like most crowds that gather around unusual sights, they stood motionless and stared. Finally, a policeman who was on duty took note of the crowd. He made his way through it and discovered the woman feeling through the mire and debris in the gutter. What's the matter, lady? Lose something? He asked. I lost my ring, she said with no little emotion. It was a diamond ring my husband gave me before he went away to the war. He never came back. But it's the only thing I have that belonged to him, which he gave to me. I loved him so much that I would not lose that ring for the world. Now today's epistle is taken from St. Paul's epistle to the Ephesians. The Ephesians were people from the city of Ephesus, which city is in what is now modern-day Turkey. And St. Paul wrote this epistle to them from Rome around the year 63 A.D., while he was in prison. And thus did he write to them, I pray you not to faint at my tribulations for you, which are your glory. And by these words, the apostle was telling them not to be saddened by his trials, not to be saddened or distraught by his sufferings, which he endured in his imprisonment. But rather, he says, be encouraged by them, because he is offering them to God on their behalf. How like St. Paul, we too, my dear friends, should offer our sufferings, our trials, for the sake of others. But how all too often we get caught up in our own sadness and misery, and all too often we give in to a complaining spirit. Rather, should we be offering our trials as St. Paul did for others. But the purpose of the epistle, among other things, was to remind the Ephesians of the love of God for them, a love which is beyond human understanding. Thus did the apostle write, to know also the charity of Christ, which surpasseth all knowledge. In the wake of World War II, on a busy New York City street, a beautifully dressed, well-to-do woman was seen kneeling beside a filthy gutter full of debris, mud, and mire. And why? Because she loved. It was not then a matter of losing a very valuable material thing or a question of money. 
No, she was there on account of charity. The love she had for her deceased husband. That ring to her was a constant reminder to her of him. And thus she said she would not lose it for the whole world. Now some may find this hard to believe. But think about this, my dear people. Without supernatural faith, could we believe that a God who is infinitely powerful a God who is in need of no one or no thing to make him happy, would stoop, as it were, into the gutter of sin to look for something that was lost, to save something lost. And what is this thing that he would go to such lengths to find? What is this that he would go to such lengths to save? This lost thing. The immortal souls of men. This is the profound mystery of charity that surpasses all human knowledge and understanding. Do you understand then that each and every individual soul is like to the diamond ring that was lost in the gutter? God lost us, but not through his fault, but through our fault. And yet he would, so to speak, go and search for us in the gutter of sin. This he did when the second person of the Blessed Trinity came down from the eternal splendor of heaven, from that glory that he had with the Father and the Holy Ghost from all eternity. And he became a man, the God-man, our Lord Jesus Christ. And in his infinite, boundless love for us, He stooped so low as to take all our sins upon Himself as if they were His. And all our punishments for these sins as if He deserved them. And how He continues to the very end of time to look for souls, to look for souls as it were in the gutter of sin. And this he does by means of the church, his grace, and the sacraments. Our souls are like to the diamond ring that was lost in the gutter. That woman loved her husband so much that she would not be parted from that ring which was to her a reminder of him and his love for her. But we are living beings created in the image and likeness of God. 
how much we are loved by God. But how much, my dear friends, ought we to be striving to love God in return? This is the whole reason for the devotion to the sacred heart of Jesus. To make a return of love for love. We must often ask ourselves, are we striving to love God with our whole heart? Are we striving to obey His holy commandments? Are we faithful to our daily prayers by which we speak to God? And for the love of God, are we striving to suffer patiently the trials and tribulations of life? And for his sake, do we forgive others from our hearts? Do we forgive everyone who hurts us in some way or offends us by some means? May we be ever mindful of how much God loves us. May we be ever mindful that Jesus Christ loves and cares for us so much that he died for us on the cross. And how then we ought to love him more than anyone or anything. For to know the charity of Christ that is to understand how much the sacred heart of Jesus loves us and to love him in return is to surpass all knowledge. That is to say, it is to have everything. For the one thing, my dear friends, that really matters is to know, love, and serve God here in this world according to our state in life so that we will be happy with Him forever in heaven. May the Immaculate Heart of Mary, our refuge and consolation in all our trials, may she obtain for us the grace to love God and to persevere in the love of God till the end. God bless you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.